You're listening to episode 252 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here, and today I am covering something I never thought I would <laughs> cover or have to cover before, <laughs> which is why I downplayed my Forbes feature. <laughs> and I'm I'm saying that I didn't think I would have to cover this because first of all, I never thought that I would downplay being featured in Forbes. Um, <laughs> and even though I had started, and, and I'll get into this a little bit more, but even though I had, I had started writing in a journal three years ago that I was going to be featured in Forbes at some point, even though I had been writing it down, and even though I kind of, I knew deep within me that I would make that happen, it, it still is sort of catching me off guard a little bit that it actually happened. <laughs> So we're going to talk about this today because I've got some things to say. <laughs> so this episode was fully and completely inspired by my dear friend, Chelsea Wallace, because a couple weeks ago, she came out with an episode all about why she downplayed her feature in Yahoo Finance. <laughs> Guys, what is wrong with us? <laughs> so um, yes, she came up with that episode and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I need to do a similar episode. I reached out to her. We talked about it. We have a, an ongoing monthly call anyway. And she's, she's a really dear friend of mine. And I was like, Chelsea, I'm, I'm stealing your idea for this, giving you full credit for the entire episode. But I need to talk about this exact same topic because I ran into the same the exact same set of issues, basically. Um, and then at the end of this episode, I'm going to tell you about a conversation that Chelsea and I had about how to actively hold each other accountable for increasing our, our visibility. <laughs> so you're going to, you're getting all the dirty details today about some things that have been going on behind the scenes. So first, Chelsea, I want to make sure that you can go reference Chelsea in the show notes because Chelsea is so special. Honestly, she's just amazing. So her podcast is called Launching and Learning. She's a launch strategist and copywriter. So you can go and check out her podcast. Everything is in the show notes. She's also been on this podcast on Room to Grow twice, not once, but twice. I rarely have repeat guests. So that's how you know how special she is. She was on episode 177 where I was giving her uh, coaching around launching her podcast. And then she came back on the podcast on episode 211, all about the revolution of launching in a new normal really, really incredible episode. I highly recommend it, particularly if you are in the online business space, very important episode to go listen to. So you need to go check out all of those things. And I've also referenced, uh, her, her specific podcast episode where she talked about 
her feature in Yahoo Finance, which is a really big deal, and why she downplayed it. So then you can go listen to her her set of, of issues with her own feature as well. So all of the things, they're all referenced in the show notes. So let's talk about the Forbes featured <laughs> because this is how it started. <laughs> okay. It's been a bumpy ride to get here. Um, been a bumpy ride to, to the, the road to Forbes has been bumpy in both business and in life. <laughs> and if you've been following this podcast or following me on online for a while, you, you are probably already a little bit familiar with this story, but, um, in, in the past six months, I started to feel like I wasn't really living up to my true purpose in my business and how I was showing up. And I just felt so compelled to do more, to, to utilize and to step into a role that I have been deeply pulled towards yet consistently resisting for several years now. And what I ended up realizing was that at the root of everything that I do is human connection. It is what lights me up. It's what gets me out of bed in the morning. It, it fires me up every time I write a post, produce a podcast episode, or jump on a coaching call. And it is at the root of how I have always coached my podcasting and business clients as well. Like teaching them how to do their work from a place of impact and connection with other humans and not to think of people as just another follower or number or download. Which is also why this transition of going deep into the art of relationships and human connection felt like the natural next step to fully lean into what I'm best at. This is what people come to me for. When people in my life come to me looking for advice, it is most often about things relating to relationships. And I just had so much imposter syndrome and I kept sidestepping it and resisting it. And I didn't want to call myself a life coach and all of these things. For more on the full story around this, this entire shift, you can check out episode 240 where I go into my story a little bit more, but I had so much resistance. And finally the universe started punching me in the face with, with this so much. It was like, okay, you cannot avoid this any longer. This is what you are meant to be doing. And what's interesting is, is after I had already decided to make the switch, I was going back through uh, my course, Podcasting for Impact, which is still available. So if you're looking to start a podcast, um, that's a fantastic place to start. Uh, I have some very happy students in there and I have a blast with them. They're so special. So you can go and check that out. I'll, I'll reference that as well. And what I realized, it, it, it was interesting that after I had already made the switch into human connection coaching, I went back through my, my podcast coaching course, uh, just to, I, I was, um, updating a couple things and I realized just how much connection is threaded through the entire course. And, and it's just so interesting that now looking back, you know, I, I knew it at the time because I've always been incredibly passionate about cultivating really genuine relationships with, with people um, in, in business, in the podcasting world, in everything that, that you do. And it was so funny to be like, yeah, this, this is basically what you've been doing all along, Emily. You just needed to step up to the plate a little bit more. <laughs> so that's how I ended up switching my business over to what I'm doing now. And in terms of how this Forbes feature came about, like I said, I started writing down in my journal three years ago that I was going to be featured in Forbes at some point. In fact, I think I even made, and I'm not really a vision board person, but at one point, a couple of years ago, I made, uh, like a little, a little vision board on, on, um, on Canva 
with a bunch of images of, of things that I wanted to really call into my life. And one of the things on it was Forbes. <laughs> I literally took the Forbes logo and put it on the vision board. <laughs> and imagine my surprise then when um, I, a podcast listener jumped into my DMs and she was commenting on a podcast episode and, and we started having a chat and she just seemed, she, she just seemed really cool. And I said, you know, why don't we jump on the phone for, for a quick chat? And I, I really do do this. People always seem surprised when they come into my DMs and I either respond with a video or, or a voice note, or I offer to jump on the phone and, and it's, it's literally just to chat, just to connect. This is what I do. Truly. <laughs> this is what I do. I think that sometimes people think that everything is a sales pitch because we're so used to that in the online space in particular, where people don't take time to build a connection and, and, a, and a genuine relationship with people. And yes, I do sell as well because I am damn good at what I do. Um, and if I think that I can help someone, then I will offer that to them. But that is also in no way an obligation either. Like I only want to work with people who are as excited to work with me as I am to work with them. And that to me is, is where a, a true, genuine, supportive connection begins. So I jumped on, on a call with, uh, with this lady and we had a chat and it sort seemingly out of nowhere, <laughs> uh, she was so lovely. Her name is Melissa Houston. She has a fantastic podcast as well. It's called Think Like a CFO. Highly recommend going to check it out. And, uh, she asked how she could support me. And I love that because I always ask that question of, of everyone as well. I'm like, how can I support you? How can I, um, show up for you in, in some way that would help you out? And so she asked me and I said, honestly, I don't really know. I, I love that you're asking the question, but I'm not entirely sure right now because this was in December when I was switching things over in my business. And I said, I'm a little bit overwhelmed right now. Um, but thank you for, for asking. And she then suggested Forbes and, and I had no idea that she wrote for Forbes and she asked if she could share a little bit about my story and, and how I had shifted things over and, and pivoted a lot in 2020, which was the year of the pivot. <laughs> and I almost dropped my laptop <laughs> in shock, <laughs> but it was such an incredible opportunity. And I'm so appreciative uh, to Melissa for, for doing that. I'm so incredibly appreciative. And there was so much that came up for me because I, I'm going to be brutally honest here. As soon as she offered me the, the, the Forbes feature, I almost said no, <laughs> because I immediately felt so much imposter syndrome come up. I'm like, holy shit. I am not, I am not at the level of success that is required to be featured in Forbes, whatever that, whatever that definition is in my head, I'm not even sure exactly if, if I think that I thought that that meant that I would have to be like a multimillionaire to be featured in Forbes. It was, I, I, I'm not even sure exactly what, what the random definition in my head was, but somehow I felt that I had not yet lived up to that expectation and that I, I wouldn't be allowed. I thought, oh my God, like Forbes is, is going to call me out for not living up to the standards of, of the people that they choose to usually feature. <laughs> I was, these are the things that were going through my head. I was having a little bit of a heart attack. I was excited, 
but also having a holy shit moment. Like what? They're, they're going to find me out. They're going, they're going to find out that I don't know what the hell I'm doing <laughs> and that I have no idea that how to do anything. And oh my God, they're, they're going to revoke, revoke my, my article. <laughs> this, these are the things that are going through my head. And I talked to a couple of people about it. And they were like, the only one who can screw this up, Emily, is you. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> so Melissa was fantastic. Uh, we we worked closely together to um, to create their art, the article. And it's all about uh, why your business will suffer financially if it's out of alignment. Because I, I truly believe that. And I go into, uh, we, we go into a few different points around why hesitation is costly and really getting super clear on what you're strongest at, because that's also what's going to motivate you and light you up and, and, and get you out of bed in the morning. Like I was saying, it, you know, connection does for me because you, we're in this for the long haul. And if you build your business on something that you're not particularly interested in, it's, it's not, it's going to be really difficult to sustain. And people can also sense that energy as well. So the article came out, um, beginning of January and I was going through some personal stuff, uh, the last couple months and, and was really in the thick of it when the article came out. And I honestly just didn't have the energy or the capacity to talk about it. And I, I, I just honestly wasn't up to discussing it and I didn't feel like celebrating anything. And that's, that's another really big thing. I actually said to a friend of mine, when, when the article came out, she was really excited and she was congratulating me. And I said, I, I feel, I feel numb. Like I, I felt numb about just about everything in that moment. So it wasn't, it wasn't about the Forbes article specifically, but that was being lumped into it because I was in such, I was having such a tough time that I'm like, I just, nothing is exciting me at all at the moment. And I've actually been talking to a lot of clients about this lately as well. And I, I really had to remind myself about this too. celebrate every single fucking win, because you know what? Life is too short not to celebrate every win that you get every single one, no matter how small, listen, Forbes, at least to me, it, Forbes feels like, like a big deal. But I also want to point out that it, this is twofold. It's also, you, you're never going to reach a point of having, we, we build up all the what ifs in our heads, right? We're like, okay, well, when I get to this point, you know, when this happens, when I make this amount of money, when I have this many of followers on Instagram, even though that is not my vibe at all. Uh, but that's, that's another story for a different day. Uh, when I hit this number of downloads on my podcast, when, um, when I have this relationship in my life, um, there, there's so many things that we create in our heads where we put off happiness essentially and fulfillment until we reach a, a certain number of, uh, you know, check marks on our to-do list basically. And I got to tell you, I've hit a lot of the things that I, I could have only dreamed about hitting four or five years ago, even two or three years ago. And you don't feel any different when the moment comes because that has to come from within. 
the only times that I have, I, that I, that I really, you know, feel true joy and, and fulfillment are all of the moments where I'm actively cultivating that in my life. And I'm not looking to external factors to create that for me. And I can feel the difference because whenever I start to get sucked down that rabbit hole, as we all do, because we're all human, at, at some point we inevitably, you know, fall into that trap of, oh, you know, when this happens, I will, I'll be happy. When this happens, I'll celebrate. No, celebrate every fucking when you get, because it's important. And it's almost from, from sort of an energetic standpoint, if you tell the universe, let's say, okay, that you want to be featured in Forbes. And again, I'm just using this as an example that you want to be featured in Forbes and then you get the Forbes feature and you're not excited about it at all. It's like, eh, whatever. On to the next. Why would the universe give you anything else that you ask for? <laughs> and I'm, I am not an expert in like manifestation or anything like that, but that, that really is true. If you're putting out that kind of energy where you really want something and then you get it and you're like, eh, whatever. What, what is that? How is that going to serve you? And really that is only serving to diminish all of your hard work and your efforts and everything that you've worked towards as well. And really cultivating more joy in your life is productive. It is actively productive because it puts you into a different, a completely different state of mind. It's like how it has been scientifically proven that even if you are having a really dark down day, if you even fake a smile, if you force a smile or you force a laugh, it will actually lighten your mood a little bit. I'm not saying that it's going to completely do a 180 on you, but it has been scientifically proven that it will actually improve your mood. So these are some of the things that I, I want to point out here as well. It felt a little bit like bragging to talk about the Forbes thing. I sort of had this moment of like, oh, are people just going to think I am you know, just talking about myself and like it, there was just this whole story playing out in my head where I was hiding. I was playing small. I was freaking out a little bit. And I also have dealt with, uh, fear of failure, which I think many of us have as well as fear of success. And I've had to do a lot of work around my fear of success. And I know that that sounds weird, um, because it's not something that we immediately think of. We're like, well, why, why would you fear success? Like that doesn't make any sense, but it is very real for many, many people. And actually there was, uh, an entire episode that I did on it back on episode 149, talking about the fear of success and really breaking this down because it's a lot of times we start to fear what comes with success because everything has a price. And some of the things, especially in the online space that success, it, the, the, the conventional definition of success can hold can mean a lot more visibility. And this is sometimes where I start to get a little bit nervous is I, I am somebody who is generally pretty okay to fly under the radar to, to a large degree. And that tends to surprise people sometimes when I say that, but I have never in my entire life had any desire for fame. And in this Insta world we live in, 
anyone with an Instagram account can technically be somewhat famous. Like we're all, we can all almost be like little mini celebrities living in our bubble. Even if you don't have that many followers or something on, on Instagram, like on your Instagram account, people might recognize you from your account uh, walking down the street. I've, I've had that before. And honestly, it, it alarms me <laughs> at times. It stresses me out because even though I want the visibility so that I can have greater and deeper impact and, and, you know, build my business and, and all of those things. It also stresses me because I'm not used to that level of visibility and I am very okay to not have any type of fame or notoriety. So fear of success for me has been really real. And it's, it's been something that I've had to do a lot of work around and I, this really pointed out for me that I still have some work to do around this. And I've come a really, really long way, but this was really interesting for me to see some of these feelings come up when the Forbes feature came out. And yet I know, I, I know with every fiber of my being that I am meant to be in a major leadership position. I know that I am meant to be much, much more highly visible while also putting boundaries in place on my end to make sure that, that I still feel safe and that that feels good to me. But I, I know that I am meant to be here to share my unique gifts with the world. And we all have unique gifts to share. And what I realized was that I was doing a disservice and, and that I continue to do a disservice, not only to myself, but to the people who could benefit from learning from me every time that I choose to bury my head in the sand and hide instead of showing up fully and embodying who I am and embodying my unique gifts. People can sense that energy because it's not even just about what, what posts you put up and, and when, it's about how you show up. We can feel and sense that in people. And when I really started to think about this a little bit in terms of, you know, this whole visibility factor, I, for, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm six feet tall <laughs> and I've actually been six feet tall since I was 14. <laughs> yes. High school was real fucking awkward. Let me tell you, <laughs> but uh, I, I, so I was always obviously a, a really tall kid. And I stood out a lot because of that. I, I always have. I still do. Obviously, there aren't that many women that are six feet tall. And I stood out a lot, lar largely, I think, because of my height. And this this has happened my whole life and, and often still does happen, where I will get stared at uh, sometimes by random strangers. And, you know, I get it because when I see other super tall women, they're kind of such an anomaly that I catch myself staring, staring at them too. Like... <laughs> Why are we so weird as humans? <laughs> but I, I understand it um, because anytime we see anything that's sort of like, which one of these things is not like the other, <laughs> we we tend to maybe look a little bit more closely and it's not, it's not with any ill intent. It, it's not mean or anything like that. We're just, we're intrigued sometimes. Um, so that's kind of one part of it. I was also bullied a lot in middle school, as many of us were. I don't think I'm unique in that regard at all. Uh, it's middle school. I don't think, I don't really know anyone who says, oh yeah, middle school was <laughs> best years of my life. <laughs> but um, all of these things, I think, kind of made me want to fly under the radar, like to, to be a little bit invisible, you know, like don't pay too much attention to me. Um, don't stare at me. 
because I always felt that a lot of the attention that I would get would sometimes end up um, not necessarily being negative, but but feeling negative to me. Like when you're a tall, awkward geek of a kid, being stared at is just adds to the stress. <laughs> it's like, uh, I already feel stressed out just in like my very existence. Please don't look at me right now. <laughs> so that can definitely be part of it. But yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, I have remained happy to to fly a little bit under the radar. But I can also sense a deep frustration building in me, not because I think I'm not getting enough attention, but because I purposely and intentionally hide myself a lot, even when I, I need to be putting myself out there. I avoid stepping into the full version of myself sometimes, even though it may not seem that way to anyone listening. I've actually had a couple of business coaches who, um, who I adore. I have fantastic, I still have fantastic relationships with, with them. And a couple of them have, continued to express frustration with me because of, because of this one thing. And they say it with love and, and I, I receive it with, with the love as well. Um, because I know that they, they just see in me what I can sense in myself too, that I sometimes choose to hide because that's also my natural instinct, especially when I'm, I'm really struggling or anything like that. I, I pull back my, my, instinct is to retreat and isolate often to a fault, like to the point where people in my life sometimes will be checking up on me and I'm basically ignoring them and, and then people get worried. So I've, I've come a long way in that regard. I definitely aim for connection and, and actually do connect with people a lot more now than I used to. A couple of years ago, I would just like not speak to people. If I, if I was having a really hard time, I would basically just halt all communication with humans (laughs) because I couldn't, I couldn't tolerate it. So I've come a really, really long way in that regard, but there is this whole visibility uh, thing. And, and sometimes I, this doesn't happen nearly as often as it used to, but only because I forced myself out of it a little bit. There are still days where I will have an ongoing battle in my head about what to post, like whether it's here on this podcast or on social media or, you know, Instagram stories, whatever. I have this battle sometimes that goes on in my head about what to post, how to show up, what to talk about. And sometimes I, I worry that what I'm discussing maybe feels really self-centered as I'm drawing on personal stories like today, like this entire episode feels kind of self-centered to me, but I'm sharing it because my friend Chelsea's episode hit me so hard where I was like, wow, I really needed to hear that. I know how I respond to hearing other people's stories because that that's how we learn and grow is, is through stories. A lot of the time, that's how we connect to people. So if this episode can help even one person step out of their shell a little bit, then I, I, that's my entire purpose for coming forward with it. Other times part of the battle in my head, it comes down to, you know, like, I wonder if people will think who the fuck cares and she has no idea what she's talking about or what, what she's saying. But I, I really am. I, I've gotten so much better at not giving a fuck <laughs> and just tuning into my intuition more and learning to reset the voices in my head to something that actually serves me and that actually serves the people that I am trying to reach. And what's interesting is that I've, I've played a bit of a, an experiment with myself the last couple months, especially where there was one day where I got really frustrated because I was trying to write an Instagram caption 
And I swear I'd been working on it for 40 minutes. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This does not deserve 40 minutes of my time. Like this should not be taking 40 minutes. There are other much more dial moving tasks that I can be doing in my business right now that will serve me more than this Instagram caption. This is crazy. So I scrapped the entire, um, the entire caption that I'd written. I wrote the first thing that came out into my head and it was the most uh, shared and saved post I have come out with in months. <laughs> and it was such a lesson to me that now anytime I can start to feel myself getting stuck in, in the writing of, of the caption or, you know, whatever it is that I'm posting on social media, I almost take a moment to just stop, breathe. Sometimes I do just entirely scrap what I was working on because I'm like, if it's, if it's that much of a struggle, it might not be the thing that I'm meant to talk about today. And it doesn't mean that I won't circle back to it eventually later because I've done that too, you know, like either later in the day or, um, a few, a few weeks later or something like that, I'll go back to it. And I'm like, oh yeah. And then the rest of it just flows out of me and that's fine. But if, if I run into that much resistance over something, I'm like, okay, maybe my intuition is trying to guide me in a different direction. What do I feel like somebody needs to hear today? Or what's, what's on my heart today in a really significant way that somebody else could benefit from. And usually when I come from that place, it, it tends to be incredibly well-received. Like it sometimes even more so than when I spend ages on a post and then you put it up and it's like, nobody cares. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> Just as a business owner that, that can be, you know, a little bit discouraging sometimes, but I mean, we could have a conversation about the algorithm and all, all of those things, but this is part of putting yourself out there. And I want to normalize the fact that no matter how much experience you have under your belt, imposter syndrome will always come up. You will always have this ongoing battle in your head some days about what you're doing or have you lost your mind? Is, is, or do you even know what the hell you're doing? Or is anyone even going to care what you're doing? All of these things, these are actually incredibly normal because everyone I've talked to, even people who've been in business for like a decade longer than I have, they have the same things come up. It doesn't matter what level you get to, this always will end up coming up. So it's more about figuring out how to manage these things when it comes up, as opposed to just assuming that one day those thoughts will just disappear altogether. Because no one is ever going to give you permission. No one is ever going to tell you that you've somehow crossed the threshold of success, whatever the, the fuck that's supposed to mean. You have to decide. You have to take what you want. You have to show the fuck up and own your shit or no one is ever going to even know what you do. And if you don't celebrate your accolades and accomplishments, you're basically telling the universe you don't want anything to do with those things that you say you want when they show up and arrive. That could be applied to anything. If you don't celebrate the relationship that you want when it, when it arrives, um, you know, the, the paycheck that you want, uh, the, the incredible clients that you've been seeking your whole career, when they start showing up at your door, if you don't have a little celebration and have a little dance party for yourself, what are you even doing? <laughs> right? These are, th this is why I'm talking about this because I think it's so important to see behind the curtain sometimes, because I will just talk to people who sometimes seem to have this image of me where they, they feel like I have it all together. I have news for you. No one has it all together. And if I ever give you the impression that I do, 
it's mistaken. <laughs> it's, it's never, that's why I always strive to be like as, as open and real and honest as I possibly can be, because I think it's so important for all of us to hear that all of us struggle. All of us struggle all the time. It's not like a just, we struggle once and we never struggle again. We know this, that's not life. So in terms of visibility, <laughs> Chelsea and I, uh, so we're, we're circling back to, to my friend, Chelsea. So Chelsea and I met for our monthly call earlier today to chat and we challenged each other, uh, to a bit of a visibility accountability strategy. <laughs> And we have set quarterly, monthly, and weekly goals that we are holding each other to, to start showing up bigger, better, and without all of the bullshit. <laughs> Basically, it's what this is coming down to. So part of this includes that I'm bringing back Instagram lives. If you've been around for a while, you may remember that at the very beginning of the pandemic, I started going live on Instagram every single day, every single day. Uh, I went live every day for three straight months. <laughs> and what is hilarious to me is that I've been asking uh, on social media and, and asking a lot of people lately what you want more of from me, especially as I've moved into this sort of life relationship connection coaching arena. And I have been shocked at the number of people who've told me how much they miss my Instagram lives <laughs> that I was doing every day last year. So... Uh, they're coming back every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern over at Emily Goff Coach. We will be going live and I am also taking questions, um, around everything to do with, uh, you know, connection, relationships, life, mental health, all those things, all the things that we talk about on this podcast. And I'm taking all of your questions and I'm going to be addressing, um, your questions both on, on the lives and on this podcast as well. So there is a form where you can just quickly submit your questions so that I gather all of your questions in one place. It's just a little bit tougher when I'm gathering them from like DMs and stories and all the different places. So there is a link where it's super quick. You literally just fill out your question. That's it. Um, so all I'm asking of you is, is, uh, is your question and you can submit it and then I will address it, um, either on the, the Instagram live and, or this podcast. So please submit your question. I would absolutely love, love, seriously, please tell me your question. Um, or if you just, even if you don't have a specific question, but you have something that you want me to, to dive into, to talk about, even if I don't have the answer, I will bring on a guest who can answer it for you and, and, and who can talk to us about it. So please submit that. That would help me out so much. There are two things that you can do for me that will help me out in massive, massive ways. One is to submit your, your question or um, the area that you want me to cover. Okay. The second one is to leave a review for this podcast. I, I rarely make, you know, super direct asks like this, but if you enjoy this podcast, if you could take the literally 15 seconds is all it takes to leave a review for this podcast, it goes such a long way. And it means the absolute world to me. I read every single review from around the world and they mean the absolute world to me. They keep me going, all of those things. And it makes a really big difference when people are looking to check out a new podcast when they take a peek at the reviews to see, you know, before they decide to, to commit to it or not. So submit your questions or comments and leave a review. Those are the two things that would mean a huge, huge amount to me. 
Um, and then in terms of uh, our the visibility strategy continuing, for anyone on Clubhouse, I'm also going to be experimenting with spending some more time over there as well. So I'm going to try to be on there at least once a week and uh, send me a DM if you want. We can connect on, on Clubhouse that we can get all set up over there and connected over there. And if you're interested in learning more about how we can work together, you can also book a 20 minute call with me, totally free. Um, and I recently opened up a number of one-on-one coaching spots because I've, I, I haven't act, I've been doing one-on-one coaching for a while, but I usually tend to just sort of bring people on like behind the scenes, but I really am so loving the one-on-one that I, I'm really excited to open up more spots about this. It's going to be so much fun. I've been just loving the clients that I've been working with. I absolutely adore them. I somehow always end up with the most incredible humans. And if you've even been on the fence about anything like this, let's jump on a call. Let's just see if we're a good fit. And, and I, I work with people to help them transform their relationships, to help build like genuine supportive connections, not only with others, but with themselves. And this applies both personally and professionally, you guys. Like if you're looking to build connection, if you... because this is how businesses are are built is through connections. It doesn't really matter how many followers you have or, you know, the downloads or whatever. None of that shit actually matters. It's about the connections that you build. I know people who are multimillionaires who have like a thousand Instagram followers. Please do not base anyone's success, your own or anyone else's off of the number of Instagram followers that you have. Because we also tend to forget those people are are people, those followers, so-called, they're real humans. So connection is absolutely crucial when it comes to not only business, but obviously our personal relationships as well. And all of this boils down to the connection that we have with ourselves. Because when we are disconnected from within, that is going to show up and transfer in every other area. Look, this, this podcast episode today is a perfect example of that where I was disconnected with myself and it ended up getting in the way of me showing up the way I need to in my business and for the people that I I can genuinely be helping and supporting. And me getting in my own way with my own bullshit around visibility has been holding me back and preventing me from serving the very people that I seek to reach. This connection piece is absolutely crucial. So if you want to chat, book a call. The uh, The information to book is all in the show notes. Everything today, I referenced a lot of things today. They're all in the show notes. The Forbes article is in the show notes. Um, they, you can connect with me on Instagram, submit your question, all the things. <laughs> connect with Chelsea. They're all in the show notes over there. So yes, I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. I would love to hear if you've gone through anything, anything similar, if you've had similar experiences or feelings coming up. Uh, We can have a little imposter syndrome party in the DMs if you want to (laughs) chat. So yeah, send me a message. I would love to connect with you. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. 
Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.